host, Matthew Weber. I'm joined by Vincent Louis. Hi, that makes it a two-cast. Yes. Um, I don't know where Riddick is. He hasn't answered any messages for days. Um, I'm wondering if Telegram's just not working for him, or well, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to talk to him. I'll email him because he usually answers his emails. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so nor so this is our first episode of 2020. It almost took us till February to actually do it, but um, we've been very busy for January, Vince. Look, man, first half of January, I was too busy at a conference in America, and it was a five-hour time difference. So hey, cut me some slack, man. You went to Vegas, right? No, this time I was in Hawaii. Hawaii. Um, I, yeah. I remember the pool on Instagram. That's about all I remember. And you were yeah. some, I, you were somewhere tropical. Um, well, well, um, you know, here in Michigan, we had a uh, snow on the ground. <sighs> yeah, I know, dude. It sucked coming back. I can tell you that right now. So hey. I, I bet. All right. Anyways, um, so this is normally like this is our first episode. Normally, for the first episode, we do a prediction show, but we're Still trying to coordinate schedules so all three of us can be here to do that. Um, so we're going to go ahead and jump right into our usual review movie kind of thing. And this time it was my selection, The Greatest Showman. Um, this is a movie from 2017. It stars Hugh Jackman, uh, Zac Efron, and Zendaya. I never heard of her before. Um, uh, if you watch Disney shows, she's like on everything. And she's like super popular. And she was in the Spider-Man movies, right? The second reboot of Spider-Man. Yeah, see, I have a big problem with Spider-Man. I like Spider-Man, the comics, a lot, but the movies, they just reboot them too often. Um, yes. Well, that's another story altogether, man. That's yeah, another yeah. show altogether. Anyway, so Hugh Jackman's the same guy who was in Les Mis, right? Yep, 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 yep. So uh, he played Jean Valjean, um, and he was the one that could actually sing in that movie. So what I really liked about <laughs> when I first saw... So like with Les Mis, I listened to the soundtrack first before I ever saw it. Now, unlike Les Mis, correct me if I'm wrong, Vince, um, The Greatest Showman's not actually a play. It was just started off as a movie, right? Uh, yes, I believe so. I believe so because I've never seen any musical. Like I saw the ads in one of the um, – I can't remember what movie I was watching, but I was like, oh, okay. Maybe I just was totally oblivious. But then I saw Hugh Jackman's Day, and I was like, nope, I pretty much would have known if this thing existed. <laughs> Right, so um, this is the story of P.T. Barnum, the circus guy. Um, and I, So, like I said, I listened to the soundtrack first and got attached to the music. Um, really? Yeah, wow, I got to, I'm impressed. I like, I like the music. The story's hey, kind of... So do I, so do I, man. But I can tell you, I, can you uh, there's only one song that's memorable, and it's not even... Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah. All right, so so the, the, the story itself... Is a story of P.T. Barnum. It starts off when he's young, and then it like goes really, really fast through his childhood, and to the point where you know he's grown and married. Um, I, I'm not exactly sure. If, if I mean, we'll get to more when we talk about the, our actual reviews of it. But it felt like the the childhood was not only really rushed, but kind of pointless because we didn't really need it. You, um, you know what? I, mean, I, I I actually okay. So the two things about the childhood part was a that this is a long-lasting relationship with his wife, which okay, cool, because then at the end it kind of works out really well, right? I, I again, I'm assuming that the story is actually based on some truth because otherwise it seems very, you know, uh, Hollywood glamorized and also very Dickensian in the kind of cyclical nature of it. The second thing that's important in the in the, in the childhood start 
was um, just how abject poor he was and the loss of his father. But to me, the thing that was I thought was going to lay some groundwork was when remember he gets beaten down and then like the the person with like polio or something like she's mm-hmm. clearly deformed, right? And right. she gives she gives him the apple, and I was like, okay, so this spurs him on to realize that a maybe um, you know people with disfigurements and and, and those situations uh, are are actually going to be real people, and that's but that 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 thread never goes anywhere. And and I would expect, especially with the melodrama of a musical, that you would see that that would have threads that go into when he actually says, you know, hey, this large manly lady is actually a good singer, like to go beyond the superficial, right? But that's not really pushed through. And yes, I know that it was a subtle cue, but it's melodrama, musical, it should have been a little bit more built up. Don't, I mean, that's, that's just my, my call on it. Yeah. I, see, I can understand why that early childhood part was really important, but it just felt so rushed, you know, because it was literally like what the first maybe 10 minutes of the movie. And then it just I mean, then it jumped into the actual story. I don't know. Maybe that was just me. Anyways, it, it's the story of Pete Barnum. Um, now, as for whether or not it's real, like he div- um, like she his wife died. So, so he ended up married a second time, but she died in 1873. I'm just looking at the Wikipedia page. Um and that, um, so, I, I, cause I'm, not sh- I'm sure there's, he wasn't around, you know, singing or whatever. <laughs> I like, I'm not sure how, how realistic it is. I, I don't, interestingly enough, me being the history guy, I didn't look up. I don't know much about his life cause I've never cared much for the circus. Um, mm-hmm. but so, um, everything I know is just, you know, from basically looking at the Wikipedia page. Anyway, so what what did you uh, think of the, the movie and the music and the story and stuff? And you, you know what, the whole entire Okay, so for me, as as a movie, right? Because um, I don't think it was a musical ever, right? So I think that the cinematography, the filming, like the effort put into it was fairly good. Like there are some long cuts where, uh, you know, he he's imagining himself, like at the very beginning scene when he's looking in the mirror, and and then oh, sorry, the, the whole stage scene. Then he then it fades back to him looking at himself as a kid in the glass. That's a really good shot, right? Like and then that happens. Yeah, a the, couple of other times. The the, right? the shadows there at the beginning. It was a really good opening. Yeah, right. And then, of course, yeah, when he puts the light thing and then the light things in, insinuate the kind of circus aspects of it, you know, the, the ability to go from the rooftop to the whole sh- circus show, there's really good transition. So I don't know who the director is, but he did a good, he did some good cinematography. So from a movie making standpoint, like production value, I think it's there. Like, I mean, like, there's no question that to get some of that stuff happening, pretty impressive, right? Um, I, of course, it had the kind of La La Land kind of, uh, I'm not sure which came first, La La Land or this, but you can see that it was like, especially with that oh. rooftop scene where it's like, oh, really the one with, 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 the, with the sheets and stuff where she like yeah. almost and runs the, off the roof and he, <laughs> like, yeah, and the backdrop that's like clearly like some like grade eight kind of like high school play kind of thing where it's like, oh, yeah. okay, I can see it. Yep. But, but I mean, there, there's that kind of cool kind of um, retro musical vibe that I guess uh, in the last few years has been kind of being pushed through as opposed to the kind of realism. I think this one trying to straddle the, the, the La La Land stuff, but also trying to keep in touch with the Les Mis thing, where it's reconstructing like um, the early 1900s or late uh, 1800s kind of era. Um, from a plot standpoint, this is where I have issues. Um, I think it, it, I'm not sure if there's an overarching message behind it. I, you know, so what? Rags to riches. Who cares, right? Like if there was more tension where like maybe he actually did cheat on her, his wife. And then there's a real drama thing the, the real drama really only emerged from the fact that do people really acknowledge that I'm a, I'm a good guy, you know, a, 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 that, that 
uh, rich society is going to be able to go beyond the superficial and acknowledge that I'm a good person, that kind of thing, right? So, so I mean, there's that kind of tone, but beyond that, there was no real conflict, which makes for a really weak thing. Like, I, I and the thing was like, um, the only premise was what's good enough? Like, are you just doing this just out of spite to like, you know, prove people wrong? That again was an underdeveloped kind of theme in the film. So, from a plot standpoint, it wasn't so great. From a music standpoint, hmm. Man, I cannot like. Do you know what the, the the only song that I remember? Like as much as they hyped up, um, like the 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 main theme that he was singing about, just like uh, like wanting to be whatever. Um, the only one that was memorable to me was the one that the um the singer Judy whatever the 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 the, the Swedish singer right. That was the only song that actually had some lasting impact, and maybe it was because it was done well. And of course, whoever the actress was, she was delivering it really really convincingly right and then the recapitulation of those melody of that of that melody in particular not bad but then you know in, in aggregate i look at you know the plot the kind of you know visuals which were stunning but the the music you know i can't really say that it was a strong movie right and even with the the you know if you're drill dealing the music i mean the music composition was okay i mean not great but then it was further kind of diminished by look at the singing <laughs> I mean, there were points when I was literally saying, hey, is Jackman just talking? And like, and, and, and like, OK, I don't I'm not saying that these guys should be like professional stage, you know, Broadway actors. But, hey, Jackman was right. Um, yeah. So you're watching this and you're like, OK, so he's talking his he's talking his lyrics. Right. And that's really problematic for musicals. Right. Because, you know, there is um, not only um, like kind of messaging that's consistent, but also like audible motifs like if you're singing a tune right like you know this right it's a trope in music in, in, in music and in, in cinema where like certain characters like it's leitmotif thing it's a wagnerian kind of idea where certain people come with certain themes whether it's a darth vader kind of thing or mm -hmm. whether it's like you know um schindler's list kind of stuff i don't know just quoting john williams but you know every character i mean who else would you, who else would you go for i mean john isn't john williams the only yeah, um, you know, like, you know Hans like, Zimmer. Hans Zimmer's been doing a really good job too. Hans Zimmer does a really good job of that. Um, I'd say Jablonski does that really well, even though unfortunately he gets assigned to crappy movies. Elfman does it really well. But Hans Zimmer he, doesn't. The thing is, does a good have, job within movies, right? He yes, does a really good job. Yeah. With, he doesn't do it throughout series very well. Um, like, you know what? No, 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 no. Pirates of the Caribbean. He does a decent job carrying certain themes all the way across, right? Like, but did he? Yeah, I missed that. I don't know, but like this, I don't, I don't think he thing with. Yeah, okay, I think, he, but yeah, go ahead. Keep long, going. long story short, like the thing is, like at least with those guys, they're the composers, and, and there's always an orchestral background which keeps the notes in tune, so you can go, oh, it's the theme of so and so, but it's played with the chime, it's played with the violin, and there's a certain messaging. When you have singers that are either unable to hit the notes or just talk to the rhythm as opposed to sing the actual tune, it really starts removing that you know, potency, the, the kind of impact of the theme. So I felt that the singing was not a great, and, and yes, Jackman probably was the better of the singers, maybe Zendai, I don't know, because I see her sometimes do that Disney stuff in one of the old and shows in Disney with my, with my daughter's she watching. Hit, she hit the two, the, the high pitches really kind of, I don't know, was hurt your ears a little bit too much in some of the songs. Um, yeah. Something about Hugh Jackman, though, is he, right before they shot this movie, he had cancer in his nose. And had surgery. Nose cancer. Yeah. Um, Dude, so it's possible. I mean, I, yeah, I, I don't like. I don't know. Um, like, I don't know if that played a role in how he sang this movie or not, because he he didn't do that in Les Mis. 
Right? He was he definitely he would definitely shine in that movie, especially compared yeah. to what was it? Russell Crowe he couldn't sing his way out of a bag. Yeah, Javert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, but you know what? I I I gotta admit though, like I'm not a sucker for like when I watch shows, I I I, I appreciate and I respect uh, choreography and dancing. But um, in in the case of um, of this movie, I, I actually do I have to say like the bar scene right where they're when they were trying to convince the Jack Efron character to join them to join them right that was a decent kind of uh, choreography thing which was subtle and then when I thought about the bigger scheme of things there is there is like especially the 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 rooftop scene with the kids and um, Michelle Williams I thought that was you know it was it was kind of decent choreography for what it was right um, so. Again, singing was not so great. Dancing was better than average, right? But in total, yeah. like I mean, it's it, I can't remember any more than one song, and the, 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 there's no emotional draw. Like like I, I hate to compare it to Les Mis, right? But Les Mis, strong music, consistent musical themes. You know, people were able to carry the different parts. The oh my gosh, the plot. There's so many different characters you can empathize with. In this one, it's like yeah, I, I'm supposed to empathize with you know. Hugh Jackman, but you know what? I end up empathizing with Michelle Williams, like the the, the mom character, right? But she's only yeah. on for like what fifteen minutes in total, the whole movie or something, right? Yeah, so, she's not on for very long. Yeah, but All I right. mean, yeah, I mean, you you liked it or not? Okay, so I like the music quite a lot, but I agree with you that this wasn't a musical; it was just a, a movie with music. Um, and, and the. Because you brought up an excellent point, Vince. The, the musicals that you and I both like all have consistent themes. Or even even movies that aren't musicals like Star Wars or Harry Potter. I mean, again, picking on John Williams. But they, they have that, that theme that goes throughout the movies. Even when John Williams stopped doing the Harry Potter movies, they still used the Harry Potter theme throughout the films, right? And, and yeah. the same thing with Star Wars. Same thing with Les Mis. You, you, you have, you know... Yes, it has a whole bunch of different tunes that they sing, but there's throughout like the transitions and stuff, you still hear that beginning song, you know, throughout the entire movie. Um, and um, Phantom of the Opera. I mean, literally, that's the best example you have of Phantom of the Opera. They have one theme. It happens throughout the entire damn movie. Um, yeah. So this this really doesn't have it. I think they really tried to make that opening song the theme. Right, because mm, it, ha- yeah. you know, it happens at the beginning and the end. It's, it's supposed to be the, the but other than happening at the beginning and the end. That's really all you see it uh, of it. Um, not that the, so. Um, oh, don't they do it like um, when he breaks up or kind of he, he with the like the the kind of failed romance thing? Like there's like a, there's was... like a, re- a reprise of it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, there's I guess there's a third one, um, but it, I, I guess not. It, it, wasn't consistent it just seemed like there was a whole bunch of songs so when you see a a movie that is a musical most of the time it's mostly songs like west side story there's hardly any regular dialogue in that movie at all it's all singing right even even the parts that are dialogue they're singing it right Mm -hmm. same thing with les mis um i've never seen la la land so i don't know if that's the same or not um it's basically one song through the whole thing. Like, I mean, Lala and I really have issue with, but that's just me. It's, yeah. it's a, yeah. Um, um, go ahead. Uh, so, so I mean, like I said, I, I like the, the, the songs themselves. I just don't find that it's a cohesive whole. And I don't think, and I think that they focused, I think if they tried to make it more of a musical and maybe added or took out some of the t- times where they're trying to do plot, 
it would have been better because there it doesn't seem like I said we're supposed to empathize with Hugh Jackman but it doesn't feel like any of the quote unquote conflicts that he's trying to go through which of which he's the cause of himself mm-hmm. um, it doesn't feel like the, the the end didn't ever feel like it was you know in question like we knew he was going to end up back with his wife um, I mean we knew that. Oh really? I don't know, man. Like I, I, I was kind of hoping. That's what I said. I was kind of hoping not that, not that I want people to cheat all the time, but I was kind of hoping there's gonna be like some drama because I don't really know P.T. Barnum aside from the fact that I was led to believe that. I think it's weird that they would make a protagonist out of someone who's been painted, and I would argue say like painted as like a snake oil salesman. Like I mean, the guy's most famous quote is "There's a sucker born every day" or something like that, right? Yeah. So like when you hear about, and then like you hear him like they they kind of gloss over the fact that it's like. Okay, you're the world's tallest man now from Ireland, and it's like, yes, but I did Dimitri, and it's like, no, no, no. Now you're the famous Irish giant or something. And so you're like, whoa, whoa, um, like that's a sketchy kind of thing. And of course, to be fair, like they tried comments on that with the uh, the newspaper critic, right? But even then, the newspaper critic's like, oh, but you bring happiness, so therefore it's okay at the end. And I'm like, mm, no, but they they're really kind of sugarcoating, I'd say, a lot of what this person I, again. I don't profess to know Barton. Like maybe he, at the end of his life, he started giving money to charity and helping orphans and stuff. I don't know. But, you know, pop culture would indicate that P.T. Barnum was a bit of a scumbag sleazebag, right? Well, I mean, I don't think he gave away a lot of his money. He's, he had like 12 mansions or something like that. I mean, he was real. Uh, that, that whole, I, I think the mo- most realistic part is when they're talking in the Million Dreams song where the, the, the two kids, when they're still kids and they're going through the, the mansion or whatever, he's thinking about wanting you know, a mansion that that's like that. That's the real part. Cause he has like 12 or had like 12 or 14 mansions all over the world. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Um, I, I just learned that in Wikipedia. It has to be true. Um, a- anyways, um, <laughs> um, I don't know. Like I said, I, I like, um, this is me. That's probably the, that that's the, um, the frozen song. What, what's the, yeah. the frozen song? Right. So let um, it go. Let it go. So it's, 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 it's the same thing. It's the one that um, it's the one that people play over and over again. It's the one that's the the, the actress goes around and sings all the time. I mean, that's the one that's supposed to stick with you. Um, there there's quite a few songs that are were, were, were pretty good. Um, and I, re- I I I really can't get over how well. If I had if I hadn't listened to, to the music beforehand and came right into this movie and saw that opening singing, I was like that, that opening singing is really good. Um. I, I like the shadows of it, how it was shot, um, mm-hmm. and it, it, it felt. And then you know when he it fades into him looking into the the, the window. The window, yeah. Right, and, and into the you know the the clothing store. You know, it, it felt like it was really leading up to showing a lot of his childhood, and that's I guess why it bothered me that it was it, the childhood part was so rushed. Uh, I think they could have played on that just a little bit more. And had it be more impactful for the later on in the story, which it just didn't feel like it. I don't know. It just, maybe I'm just being hung up on it. No, I think I think you have you have just just cause to say. I mean, like if at the end, like you know, after he like not at the very very end, but like you know, once he realizes that in the interest of pursuing all his desire to get fame and fortune, that he kind of fucked up his family. And if he looked into the mirror and he saw himself self as a kid aspiring for this maybe that would have went full circle had that impact and you'd be like oh shit it gives value to that brevity but that potency of the beginning right with the kid right um 
But and it also would have maybe co- made it more cohesive with stretch and songs. Because to me, I still can't go over the fact that the music seemed like it was. Uh, let, let me let me. It's the almost like the opposite of the jukebox musical, right? So you know, like how like say ABBA or like Billy Joel or um, you know uh, Dolly Parton, they all got. Basically, they take all their hits and they make them into a musical. He's trying to string, like even Queen, like We oh, Will Rock You. Like they, they, the, they, the they string together all their hits. Yeah, they string together all their favorite hits to then make this one kind of jankety, broken storyline. But they got to find a way to make those plot points hit the actual, um, you know, mm-hmm. songs. Right. I felt that this one was the inversion of that. Like it's like it's like let's make a kind of jankety plot, but you know what? We're gonna make big, you know, pop top forty hits to actually you know, make people want it. Like, and, and I don't have a problem with that. Like, I mean, I would argue that like, say Hamilton, right. Another super, super popular musical does that really successfully. But I think the reason why, um, uh, this particular movie does not succeed is because two things, actually, uh, a, the kind of music itself, like it, it kind of relies on the whole suite as opposed to like the one power song songs right the second mm-hmm. thing is that the execution of those power songs are very how would you say um weak <laughs> i mean they, 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 not to say the singers yeah. are weak but yeah they're very they're very it's not as punchy as you'd expect them to be right like you do listen to hamilton soundtrack like every song sounds like it should be its own song right well yeah, it, it is, was but, very I mean, it, up, yeah it was very up and down this so so it, like you have this is me and you have the 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 million dreams song and, and you remember those and those are good but then you have the ones with the like Zac Efron and um, the then there's the one with the the Zac Efron and Zendaya sing together. It's very very up and down, right? It's like two different kind of tones. Yep, I agree. It's just uh, I, I I don't know. I, I this does way better as a soundtrack. So I I mean it, it is really weird to say that, but hmm. co- coming from this at, at, from where I did because you you know how like in um. Almost every soundtrack that they put out, they put the songs out in different orders than what they are in the movie, right? So, so you, you oh, listen really? to the, yeah, it's, in it's, this one? yeah. So like the 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 song that's at the end of the movie is at the beginning of the soundtrack, okay? Oh. And you don't have wow. you don't you don't hear the reprise of the opening tune until the end, which is it's it's weird. It's it, they're different. Um, other than that, it's basically in the same order, but still, I, I went into this with a soundtrack first, and, like, the soundtrack is, like, really good, you, you don't, I mean, you get a sense of what the story is about, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, how can you not, but it, it's basically, it's just, a, it's just a, you know, an album full of kind of good me- music, you're not really looking for how each song plays into the other, but when they put it, those songs into the movie and try to tie it together with plot, it somehow makes the music less good. You know, if it was just the soundtrack, I, was like, I would still like really, really enjoy this. But the the the, the somewhat corny and, and stereotypical love stories between Zac Efron's character and Zendaya, you know, and and the and the whole cheating uh, plot line, it, it was like I don't. The music was good. How? Why would you ruin it with a mediocre plot? And and I feel like that's what they did. Now, even though, it, it, so go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say. Usually, I, I mean, I thought, and, and I'm not a musician on this level where I score stuff, but I'm assuming that there's a clear-cut plot before one actually proceeds to generate the music. You know what I'm saying? Like that—that that would make more sense to me. You'd assume so, but like Frozen was written 
with the music tunes first. It wasn't um, individual songs. It couldn't have been individual songs. I, all I know is what they said on the like the, the the Frozen soundtrack has like extra songs at the end, and that's how they said they wrote it was through the songs. Hmm. But then that might just be that movie. I I haven't written any music ever. Um, I'm real, <laughs> I tried it when I was in band in high school. I was really bad at it. Um, like I can hmm. I can, I can play it. I can't write it. Um, so like I said, I don't know. I, I don't have that kind of talent at all. Hmm. Anyways, so what would, um, what would you, what would you give this? This, you know this. what? Like, if anything, it's probably like, and maybe I'm just really cynical because I'm, a, I think we're both musical kind of and movie guys. So I, mm-hmm. I, I would give it a two out of five. Um, I, I don't think it's, it's incredible. Uh, it's something that I would watch once and that's about it. Like I, I, I know in America for some reason, this musical, like the song itself really went gangbusters. Like, um, but it never really caught on up here that much. And for me, I just was like, oh, okay, it's, it's a, it's a musical movie, but it's not great. I think the This Is Me one uh, really caught on because of the whole, um, you know, not only the Me Too movement, but the whole equality thing that's going on around down here. Seriously? That song had, it, it resonated with like, what, the LGBTQ community or something? Like, what, what, what I know, a, lot, a lot of different kind of communities. Yeah, I think that's the reason why that it, it kind of went crazy down here. Um, really? So like yeah. you hear that like at like Pride Parade or something? I'm, I don't I don't know I I can't attest to that, but it it, it <laughs> I, 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 I'm, it's just that that's the kind of atmosphere that it, it kind of played into, you know. Um, whether or not that's the reason why it kept going being popular, I don't know. Um, that, and people really like Hugh Jackman here. Um, hmm. I, you know, and I can't really speak to Hugh Jackman outside of. This and Lee Miss. Wolverine. <laughs> I, I I've never watched any of the Wolverine movies, Vincent. Oh. Uh, hmm. Actually, you know what? That's a lie. Uh, well, X Men. You must have. I watched some X Men, but was he in all the X Men movies? Because the, uh, the X Men movie that I watched not was the really most recent early. one. Not the most recent one, but yeah. all pretty much. I think the first like four or something. I can't remember mm-hmm. anymore. I think I watched the first one. I can't remember. Um, God, Vince, there's so many superhero movies. I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad we we did this movie. Um just to get us away from superhero movies, because we did some, a lot yeah. of superhero movies last year. Um, and, and I know that we, you and I would have driven Ricky crazy doing this if he had been here. We should have, we should have saved this so he was here, just to torture him a bit. Anyways, that's why he's, uh, like, he's, like, he's like, oh no, they're going to do it. I'm not going to come. <laughs> no, no, no way in hell, stay, man. Staying away from the musical as much as possible. We're going to make him do a musical one of these days. It's just going to happen. Anyways, you want, the, the director of this was... Um, was it Danny Boyle? Oh, okay. It was Michael Gracie. Really? Okay. Yeah, he did the, the same guy who did um, Rocket Man, uh, Muppet Man. What else does he have in here? Um, well, he did, he's a babe. He doesn't have very many credits to his name at all. Interesting. All right, anyway, so I would give this uh, probably like a two and a half out of five. I think it's like right in the middle. I don't think that I'd ever watch the movie again. Yeah. Um, it, it's like okay, so, so unlike Les Mis, where I can go through, I could watch the play over and over again, right? Because the play is like mm-hmm. it's, it's good, good plots, right? engaging, good yeah. songs. I know. Movie's terrible. Um, Russell Crowe really ruins the movie, so I'll never, wa- I'd never watch that movie again. But I watched the play over again. If this one had a play and was better than the movie, maybe that was the case. But I'd never watch this movie again. I will listen to the the, the, the music again, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, 
once I've had some distance away from the movie, because like I said, the movie wasn't great, but the, the, I, you know, I enjoyed the music a bit. Um, anyway, so I like I said, two and a half out of five. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I think it's interesting, Vince, that they're doing more musicals and movies these days. I think that's, do you think that's because of Hamilton's success? Uh, I mean, we, 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 we've, we've seen uh, big budget me- movies being brought to Broadway. And it, yeah. it seems like I think, or maybe maybe it's the reverse Lion King effect, where they had really success, so much success on Broadway with Lion King. Maybe they're bringing more Broadway tunes to uh, the big screen. Well, I, sure. I think I think comparing it to Lion King is probably um, a little bit difficult because they Lion King is like the biggest like IP yeah, for, ever, right? And and it's yeah. like been successful movie reboot, live action, like you know everything. So um, I, I I I guess it's hard because we're comparing these things against like what we know, which is like a lot of the Andrew Lloyd Webber, a lot of the 1990s um, classic musicals that got rebooted, right? Like Les Mis, mm-hmm. Cabaret, Chicago, you know, all that stuff. And yep. I think uh, the public is kind of waning. Um, and you can see that in, in, in the way, you know, some of these things are coming out. I also like, like, look what happened to cats. Oh God. Um, so oh, yeah. I, I think, I think that there is a waning approach to it. And I think um, though this movie came out, what, 2017 or few years ago um, yeah. i think i think that's where you started seeing the kind of collapse of two things the broadway musical to movie as well as the kind of movie right out like in this case it was just straight up a mu- movie that tried to be a musical um and instead you're seeing i think um a greater propensity if anything if you're gonna see cinema in movies um you know, you're, you're looking at like just the one song that kind of goes, it's like back to the 1980s kind of model. I don't think it's, I don't think you're going to see the, the big suite of things coming through um, anytime soon. Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. So um, coming up, that's it for us this week. Um, Maybe we'll do a prediction show. I don't know. I'm just saying. Yes. I have my predictions here, Vince. I, went, I sat down and I made predictions and they're all really good. I'm going to all right. You know um, what? I got some good predictions too, but I'm just like, I, I, I I'm, I'm worried about I'm worried about uh, the, the the point system for the for this coming one. So we'll see how we sp- how we parse this out, man. Yeah. Um. All we need to do is get Ricky to answer his messages. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so if you want to get in contact with us, you can do so. I'm at MTWB on Twitter. Vince is VWHUI. Ricky, mm-hmm. who is not here, he is Ricky underscore Williams one. You can follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com/slash threecast. You can contact us at. Um, actually, why not? You can't contact us. You know, we don't want to hear from you. No, that's not true. Um, we just don't have an email address that I really want to check anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, have to have a, yeah. You know what? We've been doing this for 12 years, and I think we've gotten four emails. Um, and they're all spam or like penis enlargement? <laughs> I think they're all from Google saying, hey, thanks for opening up a Gmail account. Mm, okay. <laughs> anyway, um, anyways, um, I feel like I'm forgetting one. Uh, Twitter, Facebook. Yes, um, and I think that's it. All right, anyways, coming up, next one should probably be the prediction show. But yep. if not, do we have a, a, a movie that we're doing next? I then? think it's going to be me. I'll put something up on, on the drive. Okay. So you're next? I, okay. I think I'm next. I'm next. Okay. Okay. All right. Good. And All we right. are going to do some more comic books this year um, if we can get our schedule, you know, set us out. We won't let Ricky pick one because he'll just pick one, the biggest one he can yeah, find. Yeah, I know, because you felt like that. I'm yeah. sorry. I mean, I, I love you, Rick, but it doesn't work that way. Um, okay. So <laughs> hey, I got to go. Yep. We're tapping out. We'll see you next time. Okay. Take care. See you next